coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Pokemon pre-orders, Nintendo Karen, and we get slightly spooky with our friend Fadal Sadi discussing Luigi's Mansion. It's spooky to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Hey, how's it going, Patrick? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Having a good night? It's checking on the weather. Uh, Cold. Yeah, it's a chilly evening. Uh But weather forecast says, spoiler alert, next week when we have this discussion, hot. Um, If you are tuning into a weather report, do you really need the spoiler alert? Like, that's why you're tuning in, right? I mean, people aren't tuning in to this for a weather report. Tuning into this, yeah, yes. What's part? It's a segment now. It's a regular. This is a regular part of the show. That's true. Uh, we are coming to you from the spookiest evening uh, on the calendar, as Abs- far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned, as well. At October 31st. That's right. Uh, so you are hearing this on All Hallows morning, sure, or day, day, or whenever you decide to listen. But uh, it's being released All Hallows Day, right? So you can adjust the spookiness levels on your listening device, however you see fit. Mm-hmm. There should be a slider. You can just bring it, raise it up or down depending on your proximity to Halloween. Mark, what uh, Nintendo games have you been playing? You know, I'm still playing Animal Crossing New Leaf. And in some ways, I'm surprised. I still am. Like, I'm checking in every day. Really? Yeah. Like, because I am terrified that somebody's going to move out of my town. And Has, I don't want that to happen. Uh, do, do your... Um... They're your, they're your citizens, right? They're your... Yeah, I'm the mayor. Right, you're the mayor. Mm-hmm. But do, would you call them your citizens? Your... I mean, I do. Okay. <laughs> um, do they like you? Are you a, a kind mayor? Yeah, I am. I mean, because, again, I'm terrified of any of them moving. Mm-hmm. So every day I have been checking in with all of them, you know, like having conversations and stuff. Right. And like if they want me to go catch a carp, like I'll go catch a carp and do all that stuff. Um, I'm, but I recently, uh, put out my first ordinance, oh. which is like a new thing in new leaf that I didn't know about. Like yeah. basically I'm not an informed consumer. So I bought this game being like, Oh, the animal crossing I never played just dropped to 20 bucks. So I'm going to pick it up. And I heard it was great, but I don't really know that much about it. And so yeah. now I'm like learning all this stuff that it does that wild world, which was the last one I like really played does not do. Like there's like an Island you, you can sail to is this tortimer island yeah okay yeah it's, it's like a vacation destination uh-huh. okay. but the cool thing about it is at least to me is that i can gather all the fruits like i can get like oh. lychee and uh uh stuff like that and then i can bring it back to my island mm-hmm. or to my town and i can plant it that's cool right and uh but anyway so i'm terrified that the, the citizens are going to move out so every day i check in on them but I've been the only time I've been able to check on in on them recently is like eleven o'clock at night when most of them have been asleep and the stores are closed and stuff like that. So where are they then at eleven o'clock at night? They're in their house sleeping. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so, mean, not all of them. So but you walk into their houses. You can't. You can't. Oh, so okay. what I'm saying is, uh, because I haven't been able to do it until later at night, I've done two things. I've made sure that I have a stock of like a supply of letterhead of stationery. Yeah. So I can write 
uh, everyone a letter every day, even if I'm not, even if I'm not Mark, there to personally adorable. check in on them. This is so cute. And I also make sure I can like attach a present to each one. And this, I have no idea if this actually works or not. I don't know if like a letter is the same as visiting, but it seems to work so far. The other thing I've done is one thing you can do as the mayor, and this is all new in New Leaf, is that you can put down town ordinances. Uh-huh. And the one I uh, enacted is that we be- uh, my town has become a night owl town. So people stay out later and the stores are open oh. later, which is great to fit my schedule because this yeah. is the thing that you couldn't do in Wild World. So unless you were able to check in at like certain times of the day. Ooh, actually, I sh- should have brought mine. Uh, and as soon as I get home, I'm going to have to boot it up because there's like a special like Halloween thing and I've been collecting candy. Oh, so you got to like, want to see what happens. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying this game. That brings uh, me so much joy. <laughs> I'm, uh, I also have downloaded, but have not started Dragon Quest seven. Oh, that's so exciting. we'll probably check in on that next week. Uh, yeah, you'll be 1% of the way through the game <laughs> because it's enormous. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, I have been staying a lot on the same track um, as, as last week. So I've been continuing to play uh, Paper Mario Color Splash mm-hmm. at a truly glacial pace. Mm-hmm. Um, I've encountered my second Koopa Kid uh, of, uh-oh, are there seven of them? There are seven Koopa Kids, right? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I was just six, seven. <laughs> How many could I name? Mark, let's name the Koopa And Bowser kids. Jr. doesn't count. He No, that's right. Yeah. Bowser Jr., Right, he doesn't count. We, I don't. I don't think we need to get into what he is exactly. I mean, we can. Right, but he, we don't have he, to. We, but we will not. We will <laughs> Lemmy, Larry, Wendy, Morton, Ludwig. That's five. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say Larry? I said Iggy is Iggy. another one. Um, who's the big fat one in Mario Kart? Uh, so, oh, Roy. 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 Yeah. Roy's my favorite. Roy's too. mine too. <laughs> He's the best. He's got the best sunglasses. There's no dry bones in Mario Kart 8, so obviously I'm Roy. Right. There's a dry Bowser, Ugh. but who cares? Yeah. It doesn't count. No. Nice try. So I've been playing the game very slowly. This is back to Paper Mario Color Splash. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I would say my opinions on it are totally unchanged. Still adorable. Um, still problems with the combat system. Yeah. Um, but I mean... I, I as long as all I'm doing is like dipping in for, you know, two hours in a play session, and th- those play sessions are separated by like four or five days, uh, then like it's fine. Well, that's what I was gonna ask is if you, I I was gonna ask if by breaking it up, if like the small the problems with, uh, the combat system don't bother you as much, or if they bother you more because you're like. I don't have a ton, ton of ton, ton of time to play this, so like I wish oh, I so, wouldn't like, have I to get do frustrated all this stuff. With, yeah, yeah. I no. I mean, it's it's so um, every level feels very single serving, and so that every fight has a not every fight, but all the boss fights have like a concrete solution. It feels very much like a I'm going to set out to do objective X, and I do objective X, and then it's over. Um, you know, I have. Uh, more cards to play the fan or the lemon or the fire extinguisher but like you know i i I used them already i used them and that's over Mm -hmm. so it's been uh it's been fine and i'll continue to report back with that (laughs) with that very with a very minimal update uh going forward now uh both 
Well, together. Yes. Uh, we played a little bit of uh, Super Mario 3D World. Yep, and New Super Mario Brothers U. Although we just played a little bit of uh, technically Luigi U. Right. Um, but we had more fun playing. I think we had more fun. I don't want to go out. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, playing Super Mario 3D World, um, which is a super fun game. We were playing with four people. Mm-hmm. Um, our guest coming up, Fadal, what he was playing with us, and my girlfriend, Sarah. All four of us were playing. Um, and that game is just chaotic fun with four people. Yeah. Like, we didn't play multiplayer on uh, the what, what? new Super Mario Brothers U. The Luigi. Or, or Luigi U. Yeah. Yes. But um, uh, that I actually think is more fun in multiplayer because like the, the which one for 3d world or uh new super okay. like luigi brothers you or whatever it's called let's just call them new and world great for the purposes great. of this conversation great okay. so new is i think more fun in multiplayer at least to me because the obje- it's the levels are linear you're just going from left to right yeah and so it's less chaotic i mean it is chaotic but you don't have to worry about moving around in a 3d space yeah, well, it's so easy to get lost in yes. 3D world when you're playing with four people. Yeah, and also like part of the fun of new is that like you're all in each other's space all the time mm-hmm. and all running into each other, and it's just it's just funny. Um, where uh, it's not quite as that chaos doesn't translate over to 3D world as much, but I like 3D world as just as a game. Yeah, like, just the base level game. It's it's so much more fun to me. Yeah. I definitely think so. I'll and both of them reflecting against uh, against like the Switch trailer, yeah, and seeing that little bit of Mario just made me realize how much I miss like a Super Mario sixty four type yeah. Mario game. And it looks like there is maybe some sort of multiplayer component in oh this game. Oh my god! <laughs> but I, you know, like I would. I would love just a straightforward, yeah, like Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario sixty four type experience, and it looks like that's what this from is. the three seconds of footage that we've seen. <laughs> that's what it looks like it is, and I, I'm excited for that. Um, so since we played a little bit of um both of those games, I uh went back last night while watching the Cubs game, watching the Cubs win another World Series game. Mm-hmm. Um was also playing uh, new, new Super Mario Brothers U uh, by myself on the gamepad oh, uh-huh. while watching on TV. Um, and I had a ton of fun playing that by myself um, and like collecting the, the big coins and like really playing the game carefully, uh, which is so different from the like just everybody get in here chaos of uh, four player. Uh, so yeah, I'm on a little bit of like a Mario kick right now. I feel like the new series gets a bad has a bad reputation. I think you're right. Like a lesser reputation. And I, I get that. Like, I agree that it's none of the games are as good as, you know, Super Mario Brothers 3 or Super Mario Brothers World. Yeah. And the art style isn't as appealing to me. Yeah. And the music I don't enjoy as much. Oh, man. When the Koopas dance to the music. Yeah. That makes me so happy. <laughs> But, like, all these things I'm saying, like, oh, that yeah. are negatives about it, I really do enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think at the end of the day, they're still Mario games. Right, exactly. Even if they're arguably lesser Mario games. Yes. They're still so much better 
than many other platformers. I also think it helps to come at them uh, from where we are in time now, just because like when New Super Mario Brothers U came out, it was pretty fresh on the heels of um, you know so many, so many uh, of these games. That's true. so many of the new games. Um, well, you just it, yeah, that like it, you being able to come at it now, you don't feel like tapped out on that series. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move into the news. All right, Patrick, you're gonna have to explain this one to me because I'm a million years old, right? Uh, but the internet has rallied a beh- uh, rally behind Karen, who's the like pixie haircutted woman in the Nintendo Switch reveal video, who's playing Super Mario and whatever it is, uh, right, yeah. on Switch, and then she like looks out the window, and her friends are like, "Hey, come over to our rooftop party," and she's like, "I'll be right there. Let me just bring my Switch." Right. So, uh commenters on reddit Mm -hmm. have uh have made a joke about um uh, karen calling naming her karen okay first of all she is unnamed in the video unnamed in the video Mm -hmm. as as all the human beings in in that video are um and so she's been dubbed karen and it's always uh you know with a a caption or something being like oh karen brought her dumb nintendo thing (laughs) (laughs) like karen we're trying to have a conversation we're trying to we're trying to drink karen you want us to play mario Um, and, uh, so, like, it's funny that there's, like, a a little bit of a a negative bent to, like, Karen is this antisocial person who, like, has a crippling dependency on her new Nintendo (laughs) handheld. Um, but, uh, people are surprisingly empathetic to Karen, that they're like, no, I, I get Karen. Like, I understand, (laughs) I understand her, I love her, uh, Karen and I, we would see each other at the party and we would be friends. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a little bit of Karen in all of us. I think that's right. There can be a little bit of Karen, just in in general, if you look up Nintendo Karen, uh, I will will never do that. If you, if you do. (laughs) I don't like, I'm not talking to you, Mark. (laughs) I don't like memes. I don't, I I don't, I don't know. I don't get memes. I'm old. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's okay. I'll get them for both of us. Okay. (laughs) There's, uh, there are, um, videos showing you how to make your own Karen Mies. Like a me oh, that like looks that. like Karen. I like that. Um, I can appreciate so, that. So you can bring her into Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. You can bring her into Smash, um, which is amazing. So I, I'm going. I'm going to give myself a, a Karen um, me, uh, so I can bring her into Smash. Well, it's just further reason why Nintendo obviously has to continue uh, me's into yes. the Switch generation, right? Because if we don't have the ability to put Karen into our games, right in the trash, right in the trash <laughs> uh there are also some pretty funny like mock-ups of um karen amiibos oh i was yeah where she's like holding the switch <laughs> real close <laughs> up to her chest like it's a teddy bear if this had come if this video had been released when nintendo was doing the like what character do you want to see in smash poll y- yeah that she would have been a serious contender i mm-hmm. think uh okay so pokemon sun and moon is now officially the most pre-ordered game in Nintendo's history. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, let's just like soak in that for a second. Of all, you know, like all the big previous releases. Yeah. Even the big Pokemon releases. And here's the thing is that like on the DS, they bigger install base, right? Yes. Than the 3DS. And still, yeah. 
Pokemon Sun and Moon is the most pre-ordered Nintendo game. Now, do you think there is an element of, um, like, who pre-orders games? Who does that? Like, and especially mega the, this, fans, right? Is it mega fans or is it like? I feel like that's a that's a parent move, right? The, okay. the a parent is like, my kid wants a new Pokemon game for Christmas or whatever, um, and I'll pre-order it so I don't have to worry about not getting a copy. Maybe I mean in my head, like parents don't have that forethought because yeah, great, cause, great point. Or just because parents aren't like, oh, this game's gonna be super hard to get, which I don't think it will be. Right. So, so I don't know that they're like, oh, my kid really wants this. I have to pre-order. They're like, my kid really wants this. They go into a store. They're like, I want the new Pokemon game. And they're like, it doesn't come out until November. And they're like, okay, I'll come back in November. Do you think uh, then that maybe it's um, the the people who are brought back to Pokemon by Pokemon Go, and then we're like, I need, I need the, I need the new Pokemon thing. I'm, I love this. Um, and they're like, pre-order, fine. Like is that is that what's happening? What's happening? I feel like it has to be like a conf- uh, confluence. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Great. Of like <laughs> events. Patrick and I are working out our SAT words right. as we uh, <laughs> in, on this podcast. Uh, of events. We'll do analogies. <laughs> right. Like I don't think I don't think it can be just one like segment of the population that's pre-ordering more. I think it's probably across the board. Mm-hmm. There's more general excitement for a new the new Pokemon game and. I think we talk we talk about Pokemon like every week and this is more uh talking about Pokemon than I've done ever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, you know, and so I I think it's just Pokemon thanks to Pokemon Go, I really think is just more in the cultural zeitgeist than we that I think anybody anticipated and I I think this is again like Nintendo's dream for their mobile strategy at work where yeah uh casual players who maybe played Pokemon when they were kids or have nostalgia for Pokemon like the anime or something they when Pokemon Go hit so big a lot of these people who hadn't played a Nintendo console in decades were like oh right and then a then a portion of that is now excited from our Pokemon stuff yeah and i think that and so you know, we know that Nintendo is going to release Super Mario Run in mm-hmm. December, and that has 10 million pre-orders already. Probably, you know, that amount has grown since we last reported that. 20 million now. Oh, 20 million. Is, okay. is the last the last numbers I saw were 20. So million. okay, so like 20 million pre-orders, and you or know, at least people signed up to be right, notified right, right. To be, about it. And so I can imagine that, you know, even if a small per- portion of that. Uh, the people who buy yeah. Super Mario Run are like, oh man, I haven't played a Super Mario game since I was like eight. You know, even if it was on the NES. Oh, the Nintendo Switch yeah. is coming out, and you know, like I can see how that would work. I'm less convinced on Animal Crossing and and Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Animal Crossing makes more sense to me. Like Fire Emblem feels like a hard sell because the segment of the population that has nostalgia for fire emblem is much smaller right but i do think that fire emblem is just from like a uh from a gameplay standpoint more uh like novel and awesome <clears throat> excuse me more novel and awesome than maybe even any of the other series we've mentioned now that like um i think it's one of those things that if people get it in their hands you know for free or cheap or whatever and on their phones that they'll be like they'll see like i feel like it'll be a come to jesus moment of like 
oh man, this actually is an amazing franchise and isn't just, you know, a set of five characters I don't recognize in Smash. That's um, true. And I, and I think people know them from Smash. Um, but you know, if they have experience actually playing the game in some form, I, I could I could see it if if the game is done well, I could really see it uh driving purchases there too. It'll be interesting to see what the Fire Emblem um mobile version is yeah because so far or i mean based purely on super mario run who's no who knows what animal crossing will be but purely on super mario run it's like a take on a super mario game like yeah. the same but uh fit for mobile so it'll be interesting to see like is it going to be like a clash of clans type game you know like the thing is like it's, that. it's so like well matched for mobile as it is mm-hmm. like the game you could basically play you can basically play it on a touch screen with no alterations. It's like Animal Crossing that way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but one thing I do wonder what will happen is if there will just be this general Nintendo Halo effect that there sure. hasn't been. You know, so it's like, okay, a lot of people buy into Pokemon Go and the Pokemon series. A lot of people, let's say they, a lot of people buy into Super Mario Run. And some of the people who buy into Super Mario Run end up buying a Nintendo Switch. And then a new mobile game comes out of a series maybe they've never experienced, but they're like, oh, it's a Nintendo mobile game. I'll check this out. Right. So I then, like it. I already have a Switch. Right. Oh, there's a Fire Emblem game for Switch. Well, then I'll pick that. You know, like if, if it actually works, if this mobile, if the strategy actually works, then it could just like, it right. Then, then people Halo are excited effect. about everything coming out of Nintendo. Right. They're excited about the new Wrecking Crew game. They're excited <laughs> about the new Excite Bike. They're excited about the new Ice Climber. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be the day. And then, yeah, and then we finally get the F-Zero sequel that <laughs> Never gonna everybody's happen. wanted. Never gonna happen. Also, Mark, I feel like we just have to address it in case it uh, comes up on the mics. There, uh, there are fireworks? Yeah, Halloween right now. fireworks? I don't know what's going on. Well, look, fireworks in LA are illegal. Oh, yes. And we're in a drought. <laughs> People aren't also. supposed to be doing... Uh, that's for the uh, future audio archaeologists that will that's be... That's right. <laughs> uh, that have discovered this. <laughs> discover this. Although, didn't we decide that they give up after hearing about the weather? Yeah, but maybe like some of them were like, oh, my grandfather talked about Nintendo. Yeah, okay. Well, sure. I guess it's only two years in the future, in my scenario. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the important thing is that there are fireworks going off right now. It's... So if that's getting picked up. And they're very close by. Yeah. Like, can you see them out the window, Mark? I can't, but that's because I'm faced that direction. I see, I see. <laughs> uh, good. Um, so we talked about this a little bit last week in a joking way, but it's an actual news item, is that uh, there's a new 3DS XL bundle coming out. It's like this like lime green. It looks pretty sharp. It does. Yeah. It does. And it comes packed with Super Mario World, uh, the virtual console game. Perfect. Great. Oh, and it's uh, $199.99. And the more we've talked about it, and we don't have to get sidetracked by more like Switch pricing stuff. Yeah. But I was, but, um, I was thinking about what you were saying, and this is just an example. It's like, oh, yeah, the new the Nintendo yeah. 3DS right now by itself, I mean, yeah, with like the virtual console game, is being sold for $200. And it, and is, the, it is the new version and the XL of it. So it's like the, the premium version of it. Right. But we're still talking about like six-year-old technology at this point. Yeah. Because, I mean, the 3DS wasn't cutting edge when it was released. Right. You know, like the silicon in it. And so, but the, my... and. Even though I agree with you that two that one ninety nine for the Switch is a fool's dream. Yeah, that is a. 
I, I w- really like the idea of a fool's dream. <laughs> That's so good. I, I will say that, you know, Nintendo, I think when the Switch comes out, we'll see a significant price drop on the Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, sure. Uh, and, you know, Nintendo said that they're going to keep, so you know, that they're going to keep supporting They're going to keep supporting mm-hmm. the 3DS because they have this huge install base. And why not? Again, how much support we're going to see towards it, I don't know. But um, yeah. So, anyways, this news item made me think. There's no way it's going to be two hundred dollars. No, no it's, <laughs> it's going to be more expensive than that. Um, the final DLC pack for Hyrule Warriors, Hyrule Warriors. There you go. Oof. <laughs> Wii U and 3DS um, is going to be released today. Yeah, it, it it was released today. So this was originally ju- uh, just listed as the. Um, Japanese release of the of the DLC, but it turns out that it was live on the um, uh, Nintendo eShop uh, today. So it's um, for both the Wii U and 3DS versions, and it's the Link Between Worlds pack. So it comes with two heroes, um, and that's basically it for the Wii U version, which is like the original version of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 3DS uh, has uh, new like adventure packs and costumes and stuff. So if you're playing, if you're still playing Hyrule Warriors or Hyrule Heroes, um, you've got more stuff. How weird is it when you think about it that we're seeing that there are multiple Wii U to 3DS yeah, ports? I mean, it's it's a little weird, but I don't think you need to. I don't think um, like the the why question is immediately answered by install base right oh no totally i mean you can even look to like this dlc the it's the same price for the dlc for the wii u and the 3ds but the wii u only gets the characters it doesn't get the maps like Mm -hmm. it doesn't get the new stuff to do in the game because like they'd have to make it twice no matter what and like it's gonna sell more on the 3ds well i mean more i mean yeah i think that's totally true i mean more that Think of how much more powerful, theoretically, the Wii U is. Yeah. And then we get these ports to the 3DS that aren't really losing very much, you know? And yeah. And in some cases like this, like, have more. Yeah. And so Nintendo had to duplicate the effort, essentially. Anyways, that's why the Switch makes so much sense, because they can just do it once instead of having to, like, be like, okay, now we're going to do basically all the a lot of the work we did to get it running on the Wii U again we're gonna have to do it again to get it running on the 3DS yeah and we'll have this conversation two more times when Yoshi's Woolly World comes out uh on the 3DS and Super Mario Maker yeah and Super Mario Maker I think is, has less content it's technically not, it does and it's, it's like Yoshi not online has more. and stuff well Yoshi's hilarious to me because the character the other character's name is Poochie right and I just always associate that with the with Simpsons, the Simpsons yeah. yeah so I just imagined Yoshi with like an outrageous dude <laughs> Yoshi is an outrageous dude. <laughs> uh, let's go to new releases. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, so new releases. Um, we'll just go back and forth on these. How about that? <laughs> okay, great. Uh, first new release out on the third, which is what third is Thursday. Thursday. Uh, breakout pinball pinball breakout rather. Uh, on the Wii U. Uh, seven dollars. Um. So this is a, a a pinball. It's a mix between Breakout, that like brick breaking game, mm-hmm. and uh and pinball. Oh, that's fun. It looks graphically, it looks like generic as all get out mm-hmm. and kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But I like Breakout. 
I like those kind of brick breaking games. And I think it might be fun to play a little bit of it and pinball at the same time. Uh, so there are like flippers, right? And a little thing that goes across the bottom. Oh, so you can like knock. Yeah, I don't know. And bricks to break. Oh, I was thinking it would be like bricks to break, and you're just using the flippers to like break them. It's all of these things. Okay, so here's so is it using like a, is everything on the TV or on the gamepad, or is it like the flip like the bottom part of the machine? Oh no, is that would be the... cool. That would be cool. <laughs> no, you can you can play the whole thing either on the gamepad or on the TV. Oh, okay. According to the trailer that I watched. Cool. I won't be picking this up, but it's a <laughs> seems like a novel way to spend seven dollars. Yeah, <laughs> if you're looking for a way to just spend seven dollars, that's not the normal way you spend seven dollars, but a novel way. Pick up Pinball Breakout on Thursday. Uh, also coming to the Wii U on Thursday is Gravity Plus for seven bucks. Uh, coming to the 3DS Ice Station Z, you'll only pay three ninety nine for this one. Uh, Twisted Fusion on the Wii U, also on Thursday for five bucks. Um, is it weird that the 3DS pricing structure is and ninety nine cents, and on the Wii U it's not? Huh. Even dollar amounts for those smaller indie games. Who do you think sets pricing? Not you and me. <laughs> it makes more sense to me to have it be even numbers especially if you're if like nintendo's encouraging you to put like money in your wallet and that's a great point because you buy at dollars you don't buy n99 cents well you can at least on the 3ds you can just if you don't have money in your wallet you could just like charge your card for the exact amount you don't have to put like 20 bucks on there and then have like a cent left but you look most times i buy something Uh on the nintendo eShop, i put 50 bucks on there even if it's like a smaller right, game. or if you're like buying the cards mm-hmm. from like a uh, physical retail location, right? Like a Target, right? Or a Walmart. Unless they're giving us money, I wasn't going to name them by name. I wasn't going to name my name. They're not giving you money. You want that into? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so crummy if I was <laughs> withholding that from you. Well, it wouldn't be for this podcast, so I'd be wondering what they were giving you money for. I'm a greeter. <laughs> Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the uh, the the last new release that we have here, although I I realize something's not represented here. Oh. Um. But the the last uh, new release here, kind of maybe the only real new release, mm-hmm. um, is Mario. <laughs> couldn't say it. Mario Party Star Rush on the 3DS comes out on Friday. It'll set you back full retail price for a 3DS game, thirty nine ninety nine. Um. I don't know that I get a portable Mario Party game. Yeah. Unless you had a friend group. I mean, again, I it, it seems much more tailored, which is great, to Japan. Sure. Where, you know, like more people have 3DSs per capita. And, you know, so it makes more sense to be like, oh, yeah, we're, I'm going to play this with friends. We're in uh, here couch co-op makes a lot more sense yeah because you and i both have 3ds's i know of other people that have 3ds's but i have never played with them yeah yeah i had to make a special point for my friend i found out he had a 3ds and i was like the, uh, the next time we get together bring your 3ds so we can stream past each other <laughs> well yeah because like it's not just something that you would normally have with you yeah unless like you're making a point like i played the 3ds for the most part 
Except unless like I'm on a trip or something in my house. Absolutely. Um, but my, weird to do it otherwise. Well, I mean, my commute is driving. Yeah, if I uh, took the metro, mm-hmm. then you know maybe I would bring it with me. I have done that on the on the occasions that I do uh, take either the train or um, like a bus somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's something I do like once every other month. Yeah. Um, and then I like live in a Nintendo fantasy for, <laughs> for those couple hours. Right. You know? um, but yeah, that's about it. So yeah, I mean like, yeah, uh, portable Mario Party doesn't necessarily make the most sense here. But if your friend group has, I think Mario Party games are fun. So if your friend group has a lot of 3DSs, then great. We should look in to see if there's a uh, multi-cart play on this. Like if, or if one, what's it called? Download right, play. download play. Because um, I could see that being a little bit of fun if we can get some people together. Yeah, but again, I mean, like. I know. I, I said would it, it be like two. Oh, <laughs> you know, like, because if you and I played. Yeah, I feel like Mario Party, you need. You need four people. Kind of. At, at least, least three. At least three so you can yeah. gang up on somebody. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what fun is Mario Party if you can't gang up on someone? <laughs> yeah. Mark, here's what's not represented on our list here of new releases. Uh, Wednesday, the second, mm-hmm. the second wave of Super Mario Brothers series Amiibo comes out. Um, I don't think I can name them all off the top of my head, but I'm going to try. Right. So there's a Wario, there's a Waluigi, there's a Daisy, there's a Rosalina. There's a Bowser Jr., I believe, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and uh, King Boo. Maybe not a King Boo, but he's a Boo, and he glows in the dark, Mark. <laughs> That's pretty great. He glows in the dark. <laughs> How many of these are you buying? I think just the Boo. Okay. Uh, but I may also buy the Donkey and Diddy Kong, because I don't have the, their Smash uh, equivalents. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to, A, unlock those, those costumes in Super Mario Kart, and B, I like... Uh, playing with the amiibo in smash as well i could be tempted like the idea of a wario one i love wario oh and waluigi too and like uh, like having the wario and waluigi pair that'd be pretty fun mark don't say another word (laughs) check in next week (laughs) check in next week (laughs) i'll check in next week uh all right mark let's uh let's move out of the news And uh, now we will transfer over to a regular segment of ours, 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. For the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not Nintendo-related, and the music uh, created by the emptiness of the room, uh, that, that will be the song. That's that's the 433, as we are not playing our instruments. And again, our instruments, <laughs> for the purposes of this show, is talking about Nintendo. Uh, so, Mark, here is a performance of 433. Uh, okay, here's what I wanted to talk about. Great. I want to talk about Doctor Strange, because mm-hmm. it comes out on Friday. Right. And I think you and I should go this week. I think Great. we should go. You want to go on Thursday? I can maybe go on Thursday. I think I, I think I can. Okay. There are two things that are possibly for preventing me from doing so. Okay. But I can for sure Should we change go. to Friday? I can for sure go on Friday. Okay. Uh, let's see when it's playing. Do you okay. want to go to the Arclight? <laughs> the Dome? Yeah. Great. Well, uh, hold on, though. Actually. If it's at the Vista, we should see it at the Vista. 
Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be like special in 3D that's IMAX. That's true. Or in at least 3D. So maybe we want to see it in 3D. And so do we need to go to like Burbank for that? Well, for, if we want to try to do IMAX. This is getting more complicated. <laughs> um, I think 3D IMAX is a good idea. I, I, if we're going to go for it, let's just go for it. That's what I'm saying. Right? Because I don't yeah. love 3D anyways, but if we're going to see 3D, like, let's see 3D. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah I agree with that 100%. Um, uh, okay. Well, has we'll, like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. How, I mean, uh, Marvel movies usually have an inflated uh, Rotten Tomatoes before release, right? No, I disagree. Oh, okay. I, I think, I mean, I think at this point, it's uh, the embargo was dropped early enough for this that mm-hmm. enough outlets have, because it's a certified at, at 90%, which oh, okay. means they, they feel like they have enough. All right, great. All right, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that was uh, 433. So for our next segment, we are going to be joined by our friend Foddle. Uh, Fadal is a uh, super fun guy and is going to talk to us about uh, Luigi's Mansion. Um, so, uh, Fadal, um, well, if you can just give us like a, a little bit of background. When, when did you first play Luigi's Mansion? Sure. So I played it when it first came out. Just a little bit of background. Um, I was living in Dubai at the time, and I think I might have been like one of five human beings that had a GameCube in <laughs> Dubai. PlayStation had really taken over over the market there. Part of it was because you could buy fake games for the PlayStation because the CDs were large, oh. and the GameCube had those mini discs, mm-hmm. and so it was extremely difficult to get a fake mini disc. But I was a Nintendo loyalist, and I refused to get a PlayStation. And so I had to pick my games very, very carefully. So when Luigi's Mansion came out, I got very excited and purchased that immediately. Uh, When I looked it up, I believe that was around 2001. So it must have been around 2001 when I bought it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I know that I had it uh, as well, and I think... Uh, got it shortly after its release, though I can't really remember. Um, yeah, that's why because I can't really remember either. Like Luigi's Mansion just always existed, as far as I remember. When we got a GameCube, sure, there was we... never a world before <laughs> Luigi's <laughs> right. Mansion. Yeah, like we, uh, I don't think my family got a GameCube at launch, but I think we got one within the first year. F- Fadal, do you do you have uh, specific memories of picking up the GameCube, like either uh, at launch or around launch? You described yourself as a Nintendo loyalist. Yeah. Um. Now I'm just going into the specifics of purchasing GameCubes in Dubai. I love but, it. I love it. Um, there wasn't a uniform pricing scheme on the GameCubes, so it was sort of the brown market that you would buy it from. Uh. So. When it initially came out, it was excruciatingly expensive, I think probably around $1,000. So I had to wait a few months for it to come down in price. But once it did, I bought it probably within four or five months. I bought it when Super Smash was out. Do you know if that was a release launch? It was release window. Um, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't ready like as the GameCube launched, but I think a couple months later, to the best of my recollection. I don't have the dates in front of me. We're not experts. Look, we're not experts. All we do is have experiences and love Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
I for, for me it was uh well actually I want to stay on this like uh fluctuating price thing. Um was that common that like uh you would wouldn't is it just because of like a limited um stock of these things or like why yeah it's it's pretty interesting basically what it boils down to is that there wasn't a major provider that would sell these things it would be sort of local mom and pop stores i mean they were generally in malls but you know in in the u.s you could have an announcement that it costs a certain amount of money and you're certain that at least the big retailers, Toys R Us or, or Best Buy or GameStop, is selling it at roughly that cost over there because there wasn't one of those. It really kind of depended on demand and supply during that week. So it was sort of like the free market gone absolutely crazy. Sure. And I think uh, we maybe start to see that a little bit uh, later um, when uh, people start, uh, poachers start, like, buying uh, Nintendo stuff um, and then, like, selling it back. To, like, uh, uh, you can't buy that um, new 3DS uh, with Mario 3D World, um, the one that was uh, specifically at Target. You can't buy it there anymore because they got all snatched up right away, and then people are, like, reselling them for more than what they're actually worth. Well, and Bottle, like, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing... I don't even know if they do now, but especially like in 2001, Nintendo probably didn't have an official presence in Dubai. Like they didn't have like a distribution system. Yeah, like, no. there was no Nintendo of America, Nintendo of Europe type situation. So these uh, like mom and pop stores probably had to import them and then just sell them for whatever. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and now we're going to real specifics. But back then, you had either NTSC or PAL games, I believe, and you. You could purchase it either way in Dubai because there was no official outlet, and then you just needed to keep track of the games you were purchasing also to make sure that you weren't buying something that worked, or you had to make sure it worked with the GameCube that you had purchased. <clears throat> that region locking. Yeah. Um, man, I... And I'm like, I don't even remember how I got mine. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, like, it just... I don't even remember when exactly we got a GameCube. Like, I don't remember if it was a Christmas thing. Yeah. Uh, I know we didn't get it at launch, but we must have gotten it fairly early. Because I looked, uh, Melee came, Super Smash Brothers Melee came out in November. Yeah. And it was launched in September of 2001. So, uh, but we also got it with Super Mario Sunshine, which didn't come out till September 2002. So I'm guessing I got it a year after release. Sure. So I, I don't know. It, it's it's just very strange to me because I, I feel like I have um, very specific memories and like stories I could tell about getting the Nintendo sixty four, about getting the Wii, the Wii U, uh, even Super Nintendo and NES. Like I remember buying all of these systems, just not the GameCube. I mean, doesn't that just tell the GameCube story right there? Oh, that makes sense. I like I, the GameCube. I love the GameCube. I'm just going to stick up for it. Um, no, I'm not backing up the GameCube. Yeah, Mark, leave the GameCube alone. Look, just because it's not a cube in any way doesn't mean you have to mock it. It had a real cool handle, okay? <laughs> Which I don't think you were supposed to pick up the GameCube with the handle. At least I was always terrified that the handle was going to give out. Oh, I assume the handle was for picking it up. Yeah, I mean, there's no, like, crucial piece of electronics in the handle you're going to break. Right, but if it fell, like, if you picked up the handle, oh, like, like the it handle wasn't, broke. the GameCube wasn't light. 
it wasn't a light device. And so I was always terrified that if I picked it up from the handle and it fell, I ruined, you know, the GameCube, which was a thousand dollar piece of instrument. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 true. That's that's too expensive. So to break like that, I mean. Um so Luigi's Mansion, this is launch software, yes? Yeah. Or or just about. No, no, it was a launch day title because there was no uh was the first Nintendo system to launch in the U.S. without a Mario title, which is crazy. Without right? like a Super Mario Brothers, because Sunshine again wouldn't come out for another year. Right. Um. And the the sixty four launched with Mario sixty four. Um. And back like they're all all like the big Mario titles, not all of them, but many of them are like launch titles. Mm-hmm. Um. And some of the greatest games ever made, <laughs> to boot. You know. Um. I remember being disappointed by luigi's mansion oh a hundred percent okay great (laughs) great bottle was that your experience with it as well or yeah so i from this have gathered that i must have purchased my gamecube before september of 2002 because i bought luigi's mansion specifically because there was no mario title when I was purchasing it, and I said, well, what else do you have? And they said, well, we have Luigi. And I was like, yeah, yeah let's close get enough. close enough. It's got to be a great game. Um, and so I remember buying it, enjoying it, but finishing it rapidly and sort of feeling a little bit empty afterwards. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not a long game. Like, it can... It, it, to, to prepare for this conversation, I, I watched a, a Let's Play and the guy, obviously a pro, plowed through it in like three hours and change. So like, you know, that, that's not a long game. And he wasn't speedrunning it. He was just like playing it competently. So it, it's not like a huge, hefty experience, but it is an interesting one, right? Like, I, I, like I said, don't have like the fondest memories of it, but like, I kind of want to go back and give it a try. I feel like the the best thing about luigi's mansion is that it's cute yeah right I, you have like the little doctor that's like his name's like like the localization of it is like very oh a plus yeah there's so there, there are 50 hidden boos in this game right <laughs> that you have to find and every single one of them has a name and all of their names are boo puns so like someone must have called up the treehouse and been like guys i need 50 boo yeah, puns and last week we were trying to do switch puns and we ran out, like, I didn't even try. No, and we ran I, I did, like, out of four. Like four. And <laughs> yeah. then we're like, eh, we've exhausted this. Yeah, okay, but that was ten seconds of work. I mean, I assume they had an afternoon at least. I know, but what are... <laughs> they got lunch I'm praising <laughs> their ability to come up with boo puns. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think I agree with you that uh, the greatest strength of the game is... Uh, I, I'll go a little bit broader than it, it being cute, just that it... Uh, constantly displays a lot of character um that uh luigi's busting ghosts presumably it makes him feel good and all of the like boss ghosts how many boss ghosts are there in this thing like 22 23 25 something like that sure they all have thank you mark (laughs) good good uh support there i feel like i'm being supported (laughs) um but they all they all look different they all have names they all have like personalities and you fight them all by like exploiting what their personality is right like i before we started recording one of you said that the game is basically point flashlights suck up ghost right 
Um, but like what you really need to do is find a way to make the ghost angry or like affect it in some way. And then it becomes vulnerable to hit with flashlight, suck into a uh, vacuum cleaner. So I, like having to deal with their personalities, I can't think of another game really that's like that. Right. Um, it just seems uh, unique and compelling to me. I I agree, but then also when you did disturb them, it was point flashlight, suck in ghost, <laughs> and and it it was never really more difficult than that. That's why when we said how many bosses are there, it's like who knows right. because they weren't that much more difficult to kill <laughs> or or I guess suck up than they're already dead than uh, a regular ghost would be. I do I do like the fact that they gave Luigi a a personality that was more in depth than Mario's. I mean. Luigi is a scaredy cat this game, and right. I really do appreciate that because I would be terrified as well. <laughs> he is in a mansion by himself. Somebody gave him a vacuum cleaner and just asked him to go vacuuming ghosts for hours. And, and, and he does it with a, a terrified grin on his face. Um, yeah, I, so Luigi's cowardice prior to this unestablished right sure <laughs> presumably as brave as mario right presumably he's doing the exact same stuff mario's doing why wouldn't he be as brave um uh, it's a uh, it's amazing that like that's something that's invented for this game and then has persisted um to the modern era like if, if there are personality differences between mario and luigi it's that one is a coward and the other just you know runs headlong into whatever danger he can and is happy to like run and jump and shout about it. If uh, Louis, if Luigi had been invented after Luigi's Mansion, he should have been yellow, not green. Oh, <laughs> a long walk. For that. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I saw I saw you working on it over there. I was like, yeah, let's let's go on this walk. Uh, okay, so we uh, thinking speaking of like Luigi's Mansion. Which is what we are speaking N- of. Nintendo's Resident Evil. Oh, interesting. You're uh, like exploring. It's like the cute version of Resident Evil, right? You're ex- the first Resident Evil. You're exploring a mansion. Yeah. Uh, so are, are you... We've talked before about how Nintendo will do the shooter, but fun. The racing game, but fun. So is Luigi's Mansion survival horror, but fun? I mean... Like watch like I was watching video before again and I'm like and and we had talked about I had recently purchased uh or downloaded from PlayStation Plus the Resident Evil remake. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think we could probably all agree that if Luigi's mansion was not a um game but was maybe some sort of side thing that you could purchase for less money then we would have all enjoyed it i mean and i did enjoy it um i just i spent you know 60 dollars and was maybe a little bit disappointed that the game ended so quickly uh i actually have a question to ask you guys which is um there's clearly some attempt in the game to get you to want to link your game boy to your your GameCube, and this was a recurring theme. I think also one of the Sonic games I had really pushed this idea. And I had a GameCube Color, and I also had the game. Sorry, I had a Game Boy Color, and I also had the GameCube. 
but I never had the connector to connect it to. And I was wondering if either of you guys did or knew anyone that did and utilized that function. So I never had uh, the, the connector, but my friend Nick, who I, I, I don't know like what uh, Nick's, Nick was just like all in on the GameCube, right? He was like, GameCube, that's my jam. I'm going to play everything on it, and I'm going to find every way to make it play everything it can, which meant that he did have um, that like hookup so that you could play, was it like the Four Swords Adventures or something like that? Yeah, from Four the Swords. GBA? Yeah. Um, and he had the Game Boy Player as well, which was the uh, like thing that you slapped under the, the GameCube so you could play um, the Game Boy Advance games, I guess all Game Boy games, mm-hmm. um, up on the TV. Uh, and so I know he did, but I remember making fun of him a lot for the way he played games. So I don't, I, I, I never really, uh, in, engaged with that. Mark, did you ever have No, one? I never, I actually had a connector. Yeah. Like to connect your Game Boy Advance to. What? <laughs> no, I, I, I feel like. They're it, real, Fonal. <laughs> I feel like it must have come with, like, my copy of. Because I bought Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles having no knowledge of what that game was. Sure. And so, because uh, that was also designed to be played in multiplayer with everybody having a second screen experience playing with their Game Boy Advances. And so I think the version of it that I bought had like a, a link cable in it. So that's, it, this is very interesting, right? Because like, uh, obviously we've got, the personality of Luigi that carries forward into the rest of time. But this is also sort of like Nintendo's doing a two screen experience or at least suggesting it. Right. Like, um, if there, if there's some functionality, Fadal, do you know what the functionality was with this game specifically with Luigi's mention? No, I, I just remembered it watching that video walkthrough that apparently we all did watch independently, (laughs) uh, on the bottom right hand corner, you could see the game boy color, um, and that's right, which they call the Game Boy Horror. Yeah, that, that's a yeah, Game Boy Horror, and that's a that's an in-game thing. But even it displays your map. It displays like the that. map, yeah, and also like you get calls on it from mm-hmm. Professor Egad. Uh huh. Um, but like uh, that, it's like an in-game second-screen experience. Yeah, I know. In I believe it was the Sonic game. You could hatch at. God, am I using games? Maybe. Are you thinking of uh, on the Dreamcast Sonic Adventure where you could hatch the little like KO chaos egg thing? I, I no, I'm definitely remembering. I definitely remember a. It was not a. It was not a Dreamcast. It was on the GameCube. And, no, I never had a Dreamcast. I don't need. I don't need you to pull that out. <laughs> um, but I distinctly just remember the game boy like the game boy connector allowing you to do more things than just your gamecube and i remember being insanely jealous of anyone that had that ability and i i do think as patrick said it's really interesting that nintendo has been toying with this idea of dual screens for a while um and trying to figure out what to do with them i i think it makes perfect sense it might have been that it was just a little bit before its time to connect a Game Boy to a GameCube, uh, especially when neither device was, if we're being honest, all that powerful. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if uh, the game really requires like too much power. Like, there's the um, the ghosts are cool looking, mm-hmm. right? They look like Casper, um, and then the 
the the game looks great, but I think that's mostly for like design reasons, right? Like, can I say one thing, like graphic thing that I did really appreciate? Because even modern games very rarely do this. Yeah. Is there are times when there are mirrors in the rooms mm-hmm. and there's actual reflection of Luigi. So many games just like cheat it, yeah. and like the mirror doesn't reflect. And like it doesn't show anything. Well, there there are a lot of times in this game where the reflections in the mirror are like you need to be able to see them for gameplay reasons, right? Because it's showing you something on the on like the back wall that you need to interact with. Um, I I find the way this game is presented as like uh the sort of like diorama of a house. I find it so charming. Mm-hmm. Like I I just, I don't know. I can't I can't think of another game that presents itself like that, and like that makes it very different from. A Resident Evil, which is like showing you these dynamic camera angles to like try and be dramatic or whatever, um, and then Luigi's Mansion is like, uh, no, we're we're having fun exploring the mansion. It's cute. It is cute. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I, I remember enjoying this game. I think I was just a little bit disappointed that it wasn't this sort of sprawling universe that. I was imagining because I was imagining a Mario game. Totally. And it wasn't, you know, I got that with Super Mario Sunshine, which is a, I thought was a delight, but we're not going to go there today. <laughs> um, and so Luigi's Mansion is most certainly not a Super Mario game. And you don't have that sort of like huge world experience. It's, it's definitely a localized game where you're in this mansion and you're not, seeing new worlds the mansion doesn't really change in um in in sort of like its look and its feel right you don't go in and you're like oh this must be the desert room yeah but i mean a specific i was uh, just gonna bring up like the idea of like there's a, a you know usually a desert world and a forest and you know whatever um it's kind of cool to see a mario game not go through those uh I'm calling it a Mario game. This Mario's barely in it. Mario universe. That's right. Um, that that doesn't go through. Like it, it's neat to see it um, so uh, isolated like that. But I can see where uh, you know, as a kid, you have expectations and you're like, I want, I want to see Mario, <laughs> and then you don't get Mario. Um, that that can be frustrating. Um, Fadal, were you like a uh, um, an evangelist for this game? Did you champion it to your friends, or were you like? This is stupid, but I'm playing it anyway. I mean, again, I was the only human being I knew <laughs> with a GameCube. Um, th- this was a decision that was extremely controversial in my family. I, <laughs> I have a twin sister, and she was pushing for the PlayStation. And her argument was that everyone else had a PlayStation. It would make sense to purchase a PlayStation. And I put my foot down i told her the control <laughs> i told her the controller for the gamecube was superior something that i still believe and that i really appreciated nintendo's games which i do um but you know long run was the gamecube the best decision for me in dubai at that time Probably not, <laughs> but it did give me a unique experience, yeah. and I appreciated that. Also, I had Super Smash Brothers Melee, and no one else did. Yeah, so, so there you go. Winning right there. Uh, Luigi's Mansion kind of reminds me of because I think you're right, Fodel, that Luigi's Mansion suffered from the expectation of being mm-hmm. a like the Mario Universe launch title, and having it be so different from a regular Super Mario Brothers game. I think that's why all of us kind of have 
not negative association. Obviously, for Luigi's Mansion, but we're not like, yeah, Luigi's Mansion. It reminds me kind of of uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, where it's just this like I side was going to bring that up too. Yeah, game that if Luigi's Mansion had come out later at, at like a lower price, just being like, oh, here's like a fun thing that we did instead of being the launch Mario Universe title. I think it would have a because I mean I think it's generally well regarded. I you think know, it is now, yeah. But it felt disappointing at the time to boot it up and be like, what is this? See, I think that's weirdly the legacy of most GameCube games. Like, um, there, there were negative reactions to uh, Wind Waker when it came out, to Double Dash, and maybe Double Dash hasn't aged as, as well as like these other games. But I think both Luigi's Mansion and uh, Wind Waker are now regarded as like really awesome, innovative, cool versions of those games um and we will have an in-depth conversation on treasure tracker at some point um because i love that game it's so cute it's so i mean it it's the the same in a lot of ways uh to luigi's mansion that um you know it's these like isolated experiences uh and the main character is like scared and like reluctant to be the hero i just Pivoting a little bit, I'm curious to hear what your guys' thoughts on about the uh, motions of Luigi. I remember be, as a kid being upset that Luigi could not jump and that he was just shuffling back and forth. Um, I, in hindsight, I think that's, again, mostly because I wanted a Super Mario game and a Luigi game in which Luigi refuses to even jump an inch off of the air <laughs> was disappointing. Um, but, you know, he did have limited controls. He could go left, he could look left, he could look right. And I think up, down, maybe? Yeah. There's a little bit of, like, three-dimensional uh, control there. Um, but, yeah, he really he can't do much. But, yeah, like, the way he's animated um, is so... Uh, we're just going to keep saying cute, I guess. I mean, it is! Yeah. It's adorable. Like, the way he runs kind of, like, leaning back... Like, he's almost afraid of going where he's going. <laughs> um, I love that. I love the way he opens doors uh, where, like, his hand kind of shakes as he's turning the knob. I love the way he sings to himself um, or whistles, depending on how comfortable he is. Mm -hmm. Like, if he's walking through a room he's been through a bunch of times, he'll whistle. If it's somewhere new, he'll, uh, like, hum the music to himself. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love that. Uh, the, the limited control is... Maybe a little bit different. I remember really struggling with the two-stick control where the one-stick controls the vacuum. Yeah. Um, and really, anytime it was like, okay, uh, you know, grab a ball with your vacuum and then, like, point it at the bad guy and let go, I had such a hard time doing that. Do you think that's because, well, you had, did you have dual analog controllers before, like, a system with the dual analog control before you uh, owned the GameCube? That's a great question. Uh, obviously, I had the. No, wait a minute. What when, what year did uh, PlayStation Two come out? I can I'm look sorry. It up. <laughs> uh, we're not. Play this is not a PlayStation we're, podcast. No, yeah, we don't have to know that. Um, um, but I don't. I did not. And so the like, uh, dual analog controls were new to me. Yeah, they, and they so were making it, them up on the fly. So anything that required me to like use two analog sticks. I was not prepared for. Uh, Fado, what, 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 what do you make of um, controlling Luigi and uh, not being able to make him jump or even really run? 2000, PlayStation 2. Um, yeah, so 
I mean, not being able to to um run or, or no, you could run, but you couldn't jump, and that was a little bit disappointing. It does sound like I'm being very critical of Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> I want to make it clear that I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. I did think Luigi was super cute, and I I love the fact that he had a personality in, in a way that I don't think you saw with Mario for a while. I mean, it took a while, you know, it took a while for Nintendo to really get a personality for Mario. Yeah, I would say out. like Sunshine, he doesn't really have as much personality as right. uh, Luigi does in Luigi's Mansion. Right, yeah. I'm I'm not sure if Mario ever gets as much personality mm-hmm. as Mickey Mouse syndrome. Yeah, kind of. I mean, like it, I if there's one thing that I think I can ascribe to Mario like personality-wise is just like joy. Like he he loves running, he loves jumping. So like let him run and jump. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's interesting that two of the characters that are easiest to describe in personality are are sort of Mario's counterparts to have Luigi and Wario and I think for both of them is it Wario or Wario? I say Wario. I'm going to go with Wario then. <laughs> um, but with both Luigi and Wario you get a kind of personality that's pretty distinct and and seem to be in different ways the opposite of Mario. But then with Mario himself, you know, you're left with just sort of like the protagonist um, but it, just to go back really quickly, um, into the controls of the game, I, I liked it. I don't, uh, you know, now we're talking about the hardware. I don't love the C pad mm-hmm. on the GameCube controller. I think that could have been done a little bit better. Um, so any game that required me to use the C pad extensively, I thought, um, was a little bit more difficult than it needed to be. Yeah, I think that's right. It's it's got a, like a weird shape to it. Um, it, it like it's kind of Nintendo splitting the difference between like a stick and like a different kind. Yeah, because it's not right? like a true analog stick. It's yeah, and it's also not like the solution they eventually land on with the uh, the 3ds with that like what do you even call that thing? The little like coin the, slider. The thing circle that, pad. Circle pad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. I mean, maybe Nintendo's still kind of working on a well, solution to this. That's how I was gonna. I was gonna ask how uh, Dark Moon plays, Patrick. Dark Moon plays. Oh, because it, uh, yeah, um, doesn't actually have the. Uh, I yeah. So geez. there was no like Luigi's Mansion disappeared from the face of the earth until uh, the 3DS when they made well, Luigi's Mansion sequel, Dark Mansion. Yeah, Dark Moon. Dark Moon. Um, the 3DS is is just sort of home to the uh, sequels that came uh, like a decade plus too late mm-hmm. because Kid Icarus Uprising is up is on there as well, um, but yeah. So the the game controlled. Jeez, I don't even know if I remember now. There are some motion control elements to it, um, like you could uh, control it, the up and down. That was all um, with motion control, um, just where you're pointing the system. Um, which didn't work great with the 3D <laughs> because you had to be in fixed space. But uh, I, I played the game on the, the new 3DS, um, so that actually corrects for it. Um, but that game is also quite a bit longer um, and maybe not as like tight and charming as uh, the original, uh, but I think the controls are cleaner and it, it looks very pretty. Uh, Patrick, did they try to make the game scarier? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really just curious because the Luigi's Mansion was super fun, 
I at no point in the game was ever afraid. Right. Um, which I didn't mind as a kid, but I could I can see today's video game world demanding that it be a little bit grittier. <laughs> right. I, don't, I mean, no. To answer your question, no. Luigi's um, out to bust child molesting right. ghosts. <laughs> Those are the worst kind of ghosts. Uh, I mean, it's also it's on a portable, and I like. I think it's hard to make a portable experience scary, right? Like you're on the bus, right? <laughs> you're you're being confronted by the real world. What could possibly be scarier <laughs> than confronting the people on the bus, your fellow passengers? <laughs> That's scary. That's scary, Fodel. Uh, well, okay. I, I think uh, we should uh, maybe uh, talk a little bit just about um, Luigi's Mansion's like legacy. We've done a little bit already, mm-hmm. um, but just uh, where um, Luigi's Mansion stuff pops up in in the future, uh, in the future, in it's the past now, but the future from the perspective of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Am I making sense? Does this make sense? After the game came out, there we go. Yeah. Um. So uh, we said um, Dark Moon. Um, but that's the the only like direct sequel uh, to the game. Mark, uh, you mentioned um, earlier the uh, Nintendo Land game. Yeah, there's a Nintendo yeah. Land uh, mini game that me and my friends just always called "Roast That Ghost" because <laughs> roast, roast that ghost. Because what you're doing is, and it actually makes really good use of the Wii U gamepad because mm-hmm. one person is a ghost. And you're going around like this, like maze type thing. Is it a bunch of Luigi's? I. Uh, it might be a bunch of me's. They're probably me's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's me's. I think it's a bunch of me's. But uh, in fact, it is definitely a bunch of me's. Okay. But uh, so you're you play as like a boo, like a ghost, and your job is to go around uh and try to like grab these me's, and when you do, it like makes them faint. <laughs> right and so you're trying to like pick off the uh me's like one by one and then they all have flashlights and if they sh- shine their light on you then your health bar goes down oh. but instead of just, but your health doesn't just like go down it's like you make this like sizzling sound and like smoke comes off you so that's why we call it roast that ghost so is this game scary uh it's scary in the fact it's not really scary but it's like fun because you're like walking around trying to tell where this ghost is and you can tell that the ghost is coming uh closer to you cuz like your uh Wiimote begins to vibrate oh. and so when it, and so when you it's like oh i know he's here but i can't like see him and then when you get grabbed everybody goes ah it's great it's so much fun <laughs> that's the best part of nintendo land hands down out of curiosity do you know what percentage of the time the ghost ended up winning um, a surprising amount, or hmm. they're at least able to get, usually they're at least able to get a few, like, make, like, grab a few people, but once, like, somebody faints, you can, um, shine your flashlight on them, and they can, you can, like, resurrect them, but also you run out of battery, so you have to, so, like, if people are out of battery, you have to go collect battery, but the ghost could be right there, and you don't have any recourse, because you're out of battery. It's great. It's the only reason to buy Nintendo Land. Do I need to buy Nintendo Land? It's pretty fun. I wish. I actually wish on the Wii U store you could just buy those individual like. Oh, that would be perfect. shop like on the individual mini games because that one is so much fun. Isn't there a Metroid one that's supposed to be fun too? There is a Metroid one. I don't we'll, think it's that fun. But we'll th- talk about Nintendo one. Land at some point. <laughs> um, and then I, I think uh, 
really the only other place that we end up seeing um, Luigi's Mansion style uh, content style. Luigi's Mansion <laughs> content um, is in Smash, right? Um, oh, or, yeah. or Kart, I guess. Uh, Luigi's Mansion has been a, a track in Mario Kart games mm-hmm. um, as well. But like um, modern uh, Luigi in Smash Brothers has like ghost based uh, special moves and like final smashes and stuff like that. He's still a weirdo. Right. Like a, a weird, cowardly weirdo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did, do we have any um, hopes for uh, actually the future of Luigi and Luigi's Mansion? Um, so I, I wouldn't be horrified if there were no more Luigi Mansion games. <laughs> to be I, do, I do appreciate, and we've touched on this, uh, and I was actually going to ask you two about this. I never played Mario's Missing. I don't know like whether or not Luigi had a character when that game was going on. Um but I I think Luigi's Mansion is probably where Luigi got his personality. And so the you know, I think that's what Luigi's Mansion is going to be remembered for. It's going to be remembered for the fact that we now know the character of Luigi. We can sort of put him anywhere and and ask ourselves what would Luigi do? And I really do appreciate that. <laughs> oh, we need to get some uh, bracelets that say WWE. Yeah. White. Yeah. WWLD. That seems like what would Larry David <laughs> uh, run? The answer is run always. <laughs> yeah. Run and scream and then sing along to the music. Well, I, I think what happened with Luigi's Mansion is because it wasn't, it sold well because it was a launch title game. Like, I think it sold over 2 million copies, which has to make it one of the better selling GameCube games. Sure. But I honestly, I think what happened was our generation who remembers but playing it when we were really young, and even if we didn't love it at the time, we have nostalgia for it because our generation is the nostalgia generation. That's right. And so... <laughs> Thank you for listening, by the way, to Nintendo Cartridge <laughs> yeah, Society. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not imputing us in any way. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think like that's why... Na- like because. 10 years later, 15 years later, when we were all adults is when a Luigi's Mansion sequel came out, when Luigi's Mansion started being included in Smash Brothers and yeah. in Mario Kart was, you know, and then you didn't really hear about it before that. Basically, like the entire like Wii generation, you know, you didn't. Yeah. Although maybe it was in. It's in cart on, the, in cart DS on the DS for sure. But yeah, so I, I just feel like now that we're older and even if we didn't love it when it came out we have nostalgia for it because it came out when we were kids and so that's why we're seeing it incorporated more big problem i think uh there's no way to play this game right now unless you have the disc yeah unless you have the disc and then still have either your gamecube or your wii because you can't play it on the wii u and i don't imagine with how slow nintendo like it's just not a priority for them to put these older titles onto virtual console insane. i don't insane <laughs> i i don't i don't know that in the foreseeable future there will be a way to play this game uh well that's a bummer i'd like to be able to play this game mark <laughs> well, you have a wii don't you <laughs> no i gave it to my uh my niece and nephew oh well yep you're out of yeah, luck <laughs> I'm, out, I'm, I'm, I'm out of luck well so fadal you say you don't ever want to see these are your words. You don't ever want to see. <laughs> you are yeah. adamantly against a new yeah, Luigi's no Mansion game. No more Luigi's Mansion games. I don't think I said that. I um, but okay, no way to know. Um, 
but no, I, I maintain that it was a, it was a fun game. I enjoyed it. But on my list of things I want Nintendo to do in the future, making another Luigi's Mansion game is pretty low on my list. I'm just I'm just gonna be brutally honest. You know, I am I'm pining for a new Metroid game well before I'm pining for a new Luigi's Mansion game. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, so. Forget Luigi's Mansion, I guess, is what we're saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're, saying, we're saying what we've said from the beginning. That Luigi's Mansion is a very cute game. And it gave us a lot of fun things, but it's not, like, a, an amazing game. Sure, it's, it's one of those, like, uh, it's got the fundamental, like, building blocks of uh, Nintendo to it. But is maybe, maybe not something we're really going to active re- actively revisit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fadal. Thanks for uh, coming on and talking about Luigi's Mansion with us. Um, do you have anything you want to plug or any? Where can people find you? People want to find you. Yeah, if you want to be found, um, you can. So you can follow me on Twitter. I'm only saying this right now because so it's at at Fadal Sadi at F A D L S W A D I. If you have any Nintendo Switch rumors that you know these two guys don't want to know about, <laughs> feel free to DM me. I would love it if somebody could just give me some more Nintendo Switch rumors. And while you're at it, feel free to DM Foddle uh, spoilers for the upcoming M. Night Shyamalan movie, Split, <laughs> and then he'll convey those to me because I still want to know. The, the Nintendo Split? What are we <laughs> No, the <laughs> These upcoming... names are all too similar. <laughs> <laughs> well, Foddle, thank you. Thank you for uh, talking to us. That was super fun. And though it was fun, I think we did start to go down a, a, an avenue of inaccuracy. <laughs> um, there was no, there was no Game Boy Advance functionality for the uh, for for Luigi's Mansion. I mean, that makes sense because it's a launch title. It, uh, um, the Game Boy Advance design. Uh, I was reading about it. Well, um, I, I have been reading about it. Um, and the Game Boy Advance design was still in flux at the time that they were developing the game, so they couldn't have put it into the... That's why it's a Game Boy Horror. That makes total sense. Yeah, instead of a GBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Fadal was right about um, Sonic Adventure having... Uh, like ha- the egg-hatching thing? Yeah, it was the egg-hatching. And it, it even in the article I uh, read, it said that it is much like the, the VMU on the, on the Dreamcast. So when I was digging out a Dreamcast controller, for seemingly no reason, there was at least half of a reason behind it. I maintain. <laughs> uh, but so, uh, Mark, now, you know, this is uh, the, the point in the show where we usually take some uh, reader questions, reader, mm-hmm. listener, listener, reader questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I put out some feelers to see if anyone had any questions or comments about Luigi's Mansion. Oh, great. Um, and I got, I got a string of short questions from, uh, my friend and co-host on the, my name is Weezer podcast, Jen Kleinrock. Um, and they're all dumb questions about Luigi's mansion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fire them off to you. And I'd like to hear your answers to all these dumb Great. Questions. rapid fire okay. from the gut, rapid, rapid fire. Just it, it, immediately what you feel. Does Mario have his own room there? No. Okay. Uh, is the plumbing super high tech? No. Does Waluigi have a mansion that looks the same but purple? 
I would actually really like that. I, I mean, Waluigi's Mansion? Yeah. I would play that. I would play that faster than I'd play another Luigi's Mansion game. Does Luigi have a summer home, too? Uh, this, we're getting into headcanon at yeah, this point. Yeah. And so the answer is... <laughs> oh, at this point? <laughs> this is where we're getting into headcanon? Um, no. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have a summer home. How can a plumber afford a mansion? Well, he won it in a contest. And Jen obviously has not been following along with this conversation. Do you think Luigi is stealing money from his brother? No. Uh, I think the best of Luigi. I also think the best of Luigi. Also, I think he would be too scared to steal from his own family. Absolutely. He would be afraid of being found out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, those are, those are the, the quick rapid fire questions that, that we got from Jen re- regarding Luigi's Mansion. If you have any questions that you would like to uh, pose to us, they don't have to be about the game that we're going to talk about that episode. How would you even know what that is? Uh, you can always send them into Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, do that and we'll talk about it and chat and it'll be a great time. Uh, Mark, you have anything else to add about Luigi's Mansion? No, All right. I don't think so. Well then let's wrap it up. Great. Okay. So that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember you can follow us on Twitter. We're at, at Nincart Society. Um, check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, if you can take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, that's great. Uh, while you're there, why not check out some of the other podcasts on the What's a Creative Podcast Network? Uh, we're part of that network, and if you like what we do, there's a good chance that you'll find something else there that you like. Um, again, I was a guest on uh, the Lizard People podcast um, last week. You should check that out, because um, I just do this on that. And it's a funny episode. Um, if you like Mark and Mind's opinions, you can always check out our opinions about comic books on retconpunch.com. We have in-depth conversations there. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music was provided by 8-Bit Betty, and you can check out 8-Bit Betty's music on 8-Bit Betty's website or Bandcamp or whatever uh, by his music on iTunes, or you can listen up right now. This is Patrick Ellers, and for me and my co-host Mark Mitchell, saying Mario. Thanks for listening. What's a creative podcast network?